Welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious or just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, real quick, before we get this party started, Sarah and I have an earnest request. We're two best friends making and editing and hosting this podcast, and we would love for you to share this show with your best friend. And follow on your platform of choice. It really helps us to gain more exposure, and we are so grateful for your support. Okay, now on with the show. Three. One fight. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. I have to tell you, I uh, made a Reddit account recently for uh-huh. unstable topics. That's just the name of it because I didn't know what to do. Um, and I thought I'd be looking at podcast stuff, but I found myself exclusively commenting on Bravo drama. <laughs> you know, though, that doesn't surprise me too much. Also, Reddit is just a cesspool. Of, it's like one big one big cesspool hole. Like once you jump in, you can't get out. I was scared. I was scared. I was like, I'm going to start commenting. And I'm going to do this wrong. And then the internet's going to come for me like all of Reddit. But I have found so far that it's it's kind of nice. People just really excited to upvote. Have you, have you gotten a lot of engagement? I have. I have. Really? So I made it. I made it. I'm well, I don't know. I don't know if it's good because I'm I'm new to Reddit, but um I just made the account and I already have over a hundred upvotes on my first post, you know? So that, like that I don't know anything about Reddit, but that sounds fantastic. I don't know, but I I was like, oh I was just like, oh, look at this. You can comment something and then people are like, Oh, yeah, agree, agree. And it's all anonymous, so people are just honest, you know. Well, you're not anonymous, you're unstable topics, you're representing the I brand. Know. I know. And and that's the other thing is I was like, I don't know if this is on brand, the things I'm saying, but uh, maybe we'll find some folks, you know? Are you being unstable with your opinions? Oh, of course. I never have a stable Bravo opinion. So You're on brand, 100% yeah. on brand. Maybe like just throw I, in I, once in a while, hey, for more hot takes, follow us on Instagram. And people are like, no, Instagram's terrible. This is Reddit. Yeah, then if, then I would be burned. I'm not going to ever mention at all that I'm, I thought I would go on and promote the podcast, but now I'm just like going to be there never saying anything about unstable topics and just saying things about Vanderpump Rules. So really then it does nothing for us and it's just yeah. really an entry drug for you. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. In 1946, the bikini was invented, but it was banned in several countries, including Italy, after the Vatican said it was a sin. Oh, I'm surprised that it was banned in Italy because I feel like Italy is nude beaches and sexy little spaghetti ladies and wearing string bikinis. 
I, I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. Like Italy seems very like, like sexy and bikinis, I guess when are you would, sexy. are sexy. Yeah. So I, wow. I guess I didn't think about the Vatican though. And, and, you know, this is, you know, the first half of the 20th century. So probably the Pope was more important in Italy. Yeah. It was 1946. So just thinking through it, that was during the war, wasn't it? Am I an idiot? I was trying to think, I was like, is it before the war, during the war, after the war? I think it was during the war. When a war world to end. Okay, Google it. I'm Googling. Please don't DM us about not knowing our, our history. It was right after the war, 1945. Oh, so that, okay. So this tracks then. Like the war is over. People are like, we love each other. This was a very, very awful, intense war. Let's really turn up the fun. Yeah. And they were also like, okay, war's over. It was very expensive. Not as much material for bathing suits. Here's a solution. A bikini. And the first bikini wasn't like you see now, like on Instagram, influencers, like hardly any fabric. Like this is this is basically a t-shirt. <laughs> a big shirt you know i think it just showed your arms and your your elbows and your knees it was just more convenient you know the problem with like one pieces is you can't take them off you know you like get the, a one piece wet and then you're like well i live in this now i can't yeah. get out of this no and you know that's where men have it good another check for men because if you're in your bathing suit and you have to go to the bathroom you got you just pulled down your pants like you do normally but if you're in a one-piecer you got like the straps have to come off and it's wet the whole thing is wet so it feels awful and there's nothing worse or few things worse than putting on a wet bathing suit oh my gosh just thinking about that and i always feel like it like when you're putting it on and it's wet it just like slaps you in the skin you know it's like Slap, slap. Oh my gosh, there's nothing, nothing worse. I just think it's interesting that the Vatican said it was a sin. I wonder when that went away, when people were like, uh, your Pope, uh, this is not a sin. <laughs> this is actually a good thing. A bikini, huh? All right, Maggie, you ready to react? Of course. So the Vatican said a bikini was a sin. What fashion trend do you consider sinful? Ooh. Um, this is a good one. Fashion thing. So I'm not the most fashionable person, but, um, I think when men wear jean shorts and I don't think that's like a, a hot take, but it's something about it is really upsetting to me. Jorts, huh? Jorts and not like, I don't know. I just don't think there's a cool way to wear jorts when you're a dude. Like I just think of them and they're just like, they look like tiny little jeans, you know, well, they, well, technically are tiny little jeans because it's like, you know what the jean factory said? The jean factory is like we're running out of fabric. Cut these jeans in half. Cut them in half and just put them out there. But like women's jean shorts, I don't have a problem with. No. I feel like jean shorts for women, I'm like, cool, because they got interesting like, oh, sometimes they got cool pattern on the bottom or something. You know, they're just like interesting and different. But I feel like jean shorts for men is is a sin, a cardinal sin. When I hear jean shorts too... I see like the dark, thick denim with possibly like one of those like cargo loop things where you could put like a possible hammer because that's what it was created for. And I'm like, that is not okay. Yes, that is not it's okay. the hammer spot. 
I think that's the most upsetting part is the place for the hammer. I'm like, you don't need that. Very sinful. Very sinful. Um, What fashion trend do I consider sinful? Currently right now, uh, women's clothing. Like, I don't know why designers decided to take the worst pieces of like the early 2000s, late 90s and just run with it. Like boxy shirts, but not long. They're half a shirt. Like it, it doesn't even hit your belly button, but they're boxy. And then like jeans that are too high, but also really baggy and not long enough. I'm really upset. I'm really upset about fashion right now, to be honest. It's, it's all of it terrible. It is. It's like, you know, the apocalypse is coming because of how fashion is so sinful right now. Uh-huh. If I can't walk into Target and find something that I want to buy, something is wrong. Yeah. And right now I walked into Target the other day and I'm like, none of this is cute. No, I want, I, I don't want any of this. I get that. Get your family ready. Well, 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 it's time to take a brief break from all these facts and dive into the facts of our personal lives. Oh, really? Sarah and Maggie will cut through the airways with heartfelt true stories from the week. Okay, Maggie, uh, we're going to bring it back down to reality for a little bit. And I wanted to talk about something that's near and dear to you. Some of our listeners know that you hail from Rochester, New York. And I am curious because you grew up there, but now you live here. Is there something from Rochester you wish you could bring to Dallas? Yes. I mean, a few things, but of course, the first thing that comes to mind is the garbage plate, which have I told you about it? You have told me about it, but I feel like this this needs a moment. Can you tell us about the garbage plate? And I might get emotional about this. Um, So a garbage plate is a Rochester staple food item. Uh, There are these restaurants called Hots, right? So like every town kind of has their own Hots, like Village Hots, Pea Hots. Um, The original is Nick Tahoe's in Rochester, New York. And you go, most of them are open maybe 24 hours. Um, A lot of things are open 24 hours in Rochester for a city that's pretty midsize. So you go and they have lots of different options, but the classic plate, the classic garbage plate is going to be a styrofoam container, like one of those meal containers. Uh, You're going to have half mac salad, half half home fries. Um, And the home fries are like the potato chunks, you know, top it with two cheeseburgers. Then you're going to get some hot sauce and hot sauce isn't like uh, your like red wing sauce. Hot sauce is really just ground beef, spicy ground beef put some onions on it. Uh, You're going to put just slathering of mustard and ketchup. You're going to get a little loaf of French bread with that too. Um, And then you're going to take your little plastic fork and knife, cut it up diagonally one way, cut it diagonally the other way, take your fork, mix it all together, and you're going to try and get a, a forkful. You're trying to get a forkful of all of it. You want the meat sauce, you want the cheeseburger, you want the mac salad, and you want the home fry all in one bite. This is so delicious because it's crunchy, it's chewy, it's hot, and it's cold. It is the perfect meal. When you finish this, you're going to take that French loaf you got and you're going to lick up all of the rest of the sauce with that loaf. This is probably a 10,000 calorie investment 
but it is worth every single one of those delicious calories. I I am blown away because I've you've talked about the garbage. It's called the garbage plate, right? Yeah, garbage plate. Garbage plate. You've talked about it to me before. Um, and I think there's some place in Ditton that might serve something. I feel like I sent you the menu years ago. It's something that either you need to make, but that's that's a time commitment, I feel like. Or do you think it's just like a bunch of leftover stuff that they just put together? No, there's no leftovers with garbage plates. You have to eat the whole thing and they sell them. Like people are in there all the time it's the best like after a night out you're gonna go get a plate you know it's just it's good food you can share a plate if you're a baby (laughs) if you don't have the stomach i think that's why i can eat like so much food like i go out to a restaurant with someone and they're like oh my god maggie you ate all of that in about three seconds and it's because i've been training my whole life this is 100 percent true i remember one time specifically we went to all good cafe before a show and you ordered the meatloaf which is a bold choice unto itself and it comes to the table and i swear we just started conversation (laughs) and i looked down and you're like taking the last fork and knife bite into your mouth. I'm like, did you just eat the whole meatloaf, Maggie? You're like, yes, I did. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. And it was like nothing compared to a garbage plate. It was like, oh, what is this? One hamburger patty? Come on. Well, I thank you for sharing this very important Rochester trait, meal, delectable food item. And I do think, I do think it needs to make its way south. Man, oh man, what a special glimpse that was behind the curtain. If you thought there could only be one game about celebrities named Jack in a 15-minute weekly podcast, you'd be wrong. You, Jack. But you are right about one thing. Only one Jack can reign supreme in this next game, The Jack-Off. All right, Sarah, this jack-off is going to be a good fight. In one corner, we have Jackie Chan, a beloved actor, stuntman, filmmaker, and martial artist originally hailing from Hong Kong. Since the 1960s, he has appeared in over 150 movies, well-known for his impeccable comedic timing and exceptional athletic ability. These have all made him a household name across the globe. In the other corner, we have Jack Dempsey, who was an American boxer, and even though he competed 100 years ago from 1914 to 1927, he is still regarded as one of the top 10 boxers of all time. His incredible punch landed him 53 wins by knockout, and his fight set both attendance and financial records, including the first million-dollar grossing match. The question... Both of these Jacks are known for their fast fists, but which would you want in your corner if you were a real housewife on Bravo and needed someone who would have your back in a cat fight? Jackie Chan, hands down. Hands down. Here's the the thing, because Jackie Chan is also a movie star, right? He is um, a professional fighter. He is very well versed with the martial arts skills and technique but he also knows how to work a camera, okay? And he understands drama and he understands like tempo and you just want to come out fighting. You know, I don't, I don't want someone I have to hold back, you know? I don't want someone that comes out and is like, 
we're here to fight. We're here to battle. No, you got to understand the nuances of a reunion. You have to understand the nuances of a produced show because mm-hmm. Jackie would set the groundwork. Like, I'm here. I have Sarah's back. But I'm also going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to your grievances. And then I'm going to tell you where you're wrong. And I'm going to go tell Sarah about it. And we're going to get really fired up together. And then we're going to confront you. That's fair. That's what I would do. Mm -hmm. That's why he would be great. He would be fantastic. He would be a great housewife too. Because he is like – I mean, he's so funny too. And you want someone who's going to like cut you with their their wit. And I feel like he's got that. Even though Jack Dempsey was like a star and people flocked to see him because he was very – you know, showboaty and talented. But I feel like Jackie Chan is more of like a best friend to have in your corner. Absolutely. What would So you would pick Jackie Chan too? I agree. I think it's unanimous. The winner of this jack-off is Jackie Chan. Ding, ding, ding. Looks like we have a jack-off winner. Congratulations to Jack on his victory. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it. Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow. If longer than three minute podcast is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on Jam by texting unstable topics to 552266. And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace. Peace.